Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for always listening. This is Trey D. Today, we are talking to DeLorean Diggs. We are one week away from Black Wrestlers Matters. DeLorean Diggs is a back-to-back two-time for the Culture Rumble winner. This year, he will be defending for the third time his trophy. We just talked to him about what it means to be on Black Wrestlers Matters for the third time and winning the Rumble. Also, we go into why he doesn't have a title match as of yet. But as always, you can watch a video version on YouTube. This is the audio version. Come back next week with some more with Black Wrestlers Matter Chicago. Go to blackwrestlersmatters.com for ticket info, and we'll see you there. Let's get right into it. Not here, you missing actors. This show, what's up, everybody? This your boy, DeLorean Diggs, here, and I love wrestling. You love wrestling. We love wrestling. But today, 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 let me switch the background because we got some nice special in the house. We got a person who I met a few times, person who, um, if I was him, I'd be a little more, uh, angry out here than he is but we'll talk about that later you know what i'm saying uh we have come across each other uh mr black wrestlers matters rumble with her not one time but two times two years in a row we have mr delorean Diggs with us today how you doing today sir pretty good pretty good man and you know back to back like on the cover of lethal weapon yeah like that <laughs> you <laughs> there it is so <laughs> We go talk about that, but the first thing I always ask people is, why do you love wrestling, or what started your love for wrestling? Oh, man, that's a... So, the short story of it is that my great-auntie, Dina Beeman, she wrestled in the 50s and the 60s down in the down south area. And, like, throughout my mom's side of the family... Everybody always talked about, like, you know, how she wrestled, like, um, Georgia Brown and all that, and just, like, two or three out there. And, like, hearing her side of it made me like it, but I truly, really liked it when, basically, uh, it was one night at my grandparents' house, and we was watching AWA back in the day. And, like, I don't know what it was about Kurt Henning, but I really liked him a whole lot. So then I was just like, you know what? This is actually like a real cool thing. Like, I actually went up to the TV, told my everybody that was there, I was like, can I do this when I get older? Because I want to do it. And then like my great auntie was like, yeah, you can do it if you want. I just gotta be, you, you just gotta want it. And I was like, well, I want it now. I do it now. Like me being young in a diaper and like full full of pee and vinegar, you know, excuse my French. But just being like, you know, I kind of want to do it. And honestly, that. Feeling never stopped since I was a little kid and growing up now. It's just like, man, like, I love it even more now throughout some of the things, you know. So, you said Kurt Henning. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't be talking about Kurt Henning, a.k.a. Mr. Perfect Enough out here. What area did you grow up in? So, I was born and raised in Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So, Familiar in the Midwest, so like AWA was the, I mean, in AWA was a big thing back in the day. So, I mean, because the match I remember seeing, because uh, 
grandpa, God rest his soul, he he always recorded like AWAs and NWA shows when he got on pay per view. Um, and uh, the match I saw when they was rewatching was uh, Kurt Henning and Nick Bowwinkle. So, mm-hmm. and that match stuck to me like glue. So, I mean, like it was like I, and maybe it was just the fact that. As a kid, I kind of liked heels like a tiny, tiny bit. Unless you surfer sting, then that's a different subject for another time. But like, I always loved Kurt Hennig. But I don't know, maybe it was just like his swag and just like how cocky he was and how good he really, really was. Because like, Kurt Hennig, like, I really like Rick Rude too. So, but I mean, those are just things that I like. I mean, especially in the Milwaukee area, you hear. There wasn't a lot of Milwaukee wrestlers in particular back then. There was more of like, you got some people that's from Chicago, or you got a lot of people that's from like, you got some in Indiana, a lot of Minnesota, because Minnesota's right there. So those are like the surrounding areas. I mean, you get some Detroit people too, but I mean, that's just, that's where that came from. So, I mean, I always love Mr. Perfect. I still do to this day. He He's on my Mount Rushmore. If that says anything about how much of a Mr. Perfect fan I am. Well, you said it. Well, who's on your Mount Rushmore? Yeah. I want to know now. All right. So my Mount Rushmore is Kurt Henning. This dude don't get no credit, but I loved him a lot. Bad News Brown. He was that dude. And then I got... So I got, for my third slot, I got Sting because I've always been a Sting guy. And my fourth slot, like, I'm debating between the two now because I was the kind of person that, as a kid, I was a Shawn Michaels dude. But then when I grew, when I got into a teenager, I was, the, I was a rock fan. But then as I got into adult, I was like, you know what? Bret Hart's kind of hitting different now. So I'm stuck between those three, but if I had to pick one, I'm going to lean towards more Bret Hart. I mean, that's a hell of a Mount Rushmore. Uh, Bad News Brown don't get enough love. In my he don't. Sure, um, sure. Kurt Henning. You said Bret Hart. And who's Bret the Hart and Sting. 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 Surface Sting, I mean, from like 91 to Damn, they're 1990 to like 93, 94. He couldn't be touched, though. He couldn't be touched. Like, man, like, and that's just the thing. Because, like, everybody remembers, I, I mean, everybody knows Crow Sting. And, like, you know, yeah. people joke about Joker Sting at time or two. But it's just, like, Surfer Sting, like, he was, like, out there putting on, like, 40, 50-minute bangers with Flair and Vader. And he had one match with Farouk that was actually pretty good, too. And I was just like, man, like, well, can Sting be putting on bangers, especially Surfer Sting? Yeah, the face of, com- of a company, you know, people got to gotcha. sleep on that. I saw Black, yeah, I'm going to say, I saw some blasphemy the other day. People were saying, uh, who was it, Matt Hardy's uh, put more impact on the industry than Sting? And I was like, bro. Oh. Sting face was that on Twitter? Yeah. You know, man, dog, you know how Twitter's Twitter be. Talk, man, no. Nah. And it came from Black Wrestling Twitter too. 
of a company then it was like well christian got on then i was like christian um, that tna run wasn't bigger than that 90 or sting run it wasn't and it was just like like i hate to say it like i remember when matt hardy was a face but he was a face of a company for like no longer than a cup of coffee so it's just like he didn't matter that much like if people just like oh like you know matt hart the deletion matt hardy was like super over i was like yeah the people try to throw that i was like i mean Server scene was super was over too. Awesome. I was like, Crow Sting was the man. Like, nobody right. can touch Crow Sting. So it's just like, that's already cancel that out. Matt Hardy deletion is was so over. I felt like it was more so more over as a gimmick than like the actual person itself. Right. So mm -hmm. it was so I kind of started, especially like as I got older, I was like, if you had someone else who could really act that well, you could interchange it. Right. Like, Say Bray Wyatt did that shit first, like right. You that gimmick would still be over, just how that gimmick is itself. It wasn't necessarily like the person. It didn't, and like nothing against TNA, but it didn't change the company. No, it was just like I mean TNA was still what TNA was, which is just at the time nothing. So it just like it didn't help people. Be like oh, let's watch TNA this week. Like what's Matt Hardy doing? It's got just like, Carter up out of there. I, had it. I guess I could. That was around the time she she uh, left enough people to go. <laughs> Dixie Dixie Carter. My bad. Oh man, she made some man. She made some decisions. Ooh, I don't want to go into that. Yeah, but you said you watched wrestling growing up, AWA, and you asked if you could do this. So, how do you get involved and start training to be in wrestling? So, like I'll say, probably a good. I say a good demographic of people that started wrestling. I wrestled in the backyard. So at the time, one of my uh, one of my friends that I knew um, at this church I grew up in, he had a friend that was actually running like a backyard wrestling little uh, fed, and he was just like, "Hey, so like I know you like wrestling and all that, and I want to give you uh, my guys." Uh, personal information that a friend that I know grew up in high, uh, a little bit of high school. So I was like, okay, cool. So that was when like Facebook back then was really old to where like you legit have to message people before you have to accept requests and all that. So <laughs> I ended up, <laughs> so I ended up sliding to his DM and I was like, Hey man. So, uh, my buddy, uh, Terrence, uh, said he knew you and all that. And like, I heard that you're like running something. So he was like, oh, yeah, man, yeah. So basically, uh, the company was called uh, LBOW, which is Little Bastards of Wrestling. And basically, he was yeah, like... What, what, I'm so, sorry, what did you say, OVOW? LBOW, Little LB Bastards of Wrestling. That's what it stood for. I never to this day asked him what was the meaning of that. Or like, if you could, like, could you, like, change the word for it? It was just something that was there, and I was just like, oh, okay, I'll just... We'll call, we'll just call it good. <laughs> so I ended up uh, going over, like, chatting up with him. And then 
that's how I like unofficially got trained a little bit. So like I knew some of like some of the in and outs, but I wasn't properly trained. But that that I started that God, I was at high. I started around the time I was like 16, 17. So at the time, because they were the guy that was running it was working on getting basically revamping and getting a better ring. So believe it or not, there was like an uh, eight by eight ring. It was so dang small. But knew every, did bumped everything, did everything in there because you can only do it in one, literally one part of the ring is the bumping part. So then after that, things got going good uh things badly happened so that declined so i did my college thing because you know my mom got rested so wanted me to get an education um so i did all that did the college stuff fast forward it about six seven years later um because i'm now i live now in south dakota and uh, nick dinsmore who's known as eugene uh, he was running a school here and I didn't realize there was a school down here, let alone that I didn't know Nick Dinsmore was living here. So when I went to the show that they had, they had this little advertiser saying like, oh, we're going to have like a wrestling training camp within like two months. If you want to like, you know, details, talk to Dinsmore, email him at such and such. So my buddy was just like, so you're going to do this, right? Like you're going to get back into it again, right? And I was just like, well, I mean, I guess I am now. I wouldn't be here if like it wouldn't happen. So fast forward, I got I got trained by one of the best minds in the industry. Um and did a little bit of do a little thumping and then I'm here right now. So I think I'm doing something right. Okay. Okay. So um, I just want to piggyback a little bit. Obviously, like uh-huh. it seems like like a chain events that happened for you to realize, okay, I want to start training, start get back to ring. So what kind of moment did you have or kind of moment that you witnessed where you like, I have to absolutely pursue this fully now. Like this is it for me. Like this is the avenue I want to completely go down. So to back a tiny bit for the reason like one of the things apart was when like a real small company that just up wanted um this with other people basically they reach out to other small companies and make sure like they just you know put things together make sure things work that was around the time i realized when it comes to like pro wrestling and politics that it's it can be really toxic and really bad and that just that just it psychologically messed me up a little bit to partially where i was just like well maybe i should just go on the back end and just figure out something else at least just because like i loved everything about what i did for like the couple years i did with uh lbow the company and it just things just when it took a nosedive, it literally nosedived, did a tailspin. Flames was like plane blew up, everything like nothing. So, and I was just like, well, I need to like, I need to at least because with life as it is, like, I just want to at least be in like a good mind place where, okay, I can, once I feel like I'm ready to get back in, I'll go back into it. So, 
when I went to that the training camp, like everybody that was there was awesome. Everything was great about it. And I was just like that negativity that I had for the people, the bad fallout that happened, it made me realize that not all places is like that. It's just that you like you'll there's a bump in the road every now and then that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. But after that, like Nick was pretty cool. Like he was just like like I know he went over like a couple things like like rolling and ropes and all that. And when I did like the people that was there was just like oh like this guy knows how to do like a handstand bump and like a flip bump and all that. I was like, who is this? So Nick, like he pulled me to the side during the second session uh, for the training uh, for the training camp, and he was just like, I got a weird. For you. He was like, you've done this before, have And I was just like, oh yeah, like I, I was like, I didn't know how to say it because I was, like, I was someone that made it in the WWE, known for, like being a, a great wrestler. How to get like someone that's like. I wrestled in the backyard, you know, in front of like sometimes like 30 people, most times like 100 people. So I was like, I don't know how he feels about like being like the, oh yeah, I legit wrestled in the backyard at someone's house. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah. Um, so I wrestled in the backyard and I was like, oh, well, I'm already here now. So I might as well just tell him it. So I was like, yeah, wrestled in the backyard with a couple people. Um, kind of got trained, but didn't get trained enough, basically. So he was just like, those roles you was doing was good as shit. You want to do this? You want to keep on doing this? And I was just like, oh, oh, okay. So I'm doing something right. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's the plan. So he was just like, come with, um, talk to me later. Once uh, everything's done here, we'll get paperwork stuff and all that started. Uh, I'll make sure you sign up and, you know, I'll train you the way that I was trained and all that. So like, just let me know. Basically, he was just like, Whatever you don't know about, I'll help fill in fill in the blanks for. And I thank Nick for that because he helped me out a long way. And um, basically, it it got me to a good point to where once my mind, like, weird enough saying, like, once, like, I realized that there's not a lot of drama and, like, some people can make wrestling pretty cool and pretty great. And it's just, like, with that, it just made me feel better. It's like, okay, now I can get back into this. I don't got, I'm out of out of excuses and out of options at this point. Where it's just like I got to do it. What's the worst thing that can happen? I can fail, but so far I haven't. So I'm I'm chugging along, doing good, doing good. Chugging, chugging along. So mm-hmm. besides that, before I give it back to Terry, so obviously you were able to spend so much time with Nick and. What was the best thing that he's that he's taught you or told you that you've been able to continue to use in your career so far? So one thing he always stressed a couple of things he always stressed about. One of the things was just being aware of your surroundings, because, you know, with some people, some people don't get trained about like, OK, like if there's like. 
there's recording going on or somebody like walking around the campus got a hard cam and all that. Mm-hmm. He did. He gave us a word about. He's like, I've been on WWE TV. I've been in production trucks for from Raw to SmackDown, even to NXT, and I helped train the coach down there. And basically, one of the things that they always stressed is one, knowing where your cameras is at, and definitely knowing where the hard cam is at. So he helped me out when it comes to that because you know when you sit there just getting either kicking somebody's ass or getting your ass kicked, like. You never get aware of like, oh, like, you know, I, the camera's over here and here. I need to make sure my focus is over there. Or when the hard cam is like straight right here, I need to focus right here. Um, that was one thing. And another thing he really liked was just character. Just he focused on character a lot because he's just like, you can wrestle and be good. You can wrestle and be absolute the worst. He was like, but yeah. if you if you have a character and you want to portray your character, like you got a home, like, like do your research, work on the character that you want so you can present it because good characters can help translate to you being a good wrestler per, per se. Cause there's a, there's people that wrestle that are that, that can't wrestle worth a lick, but they have some good characters. So with some fans, depending on the demographic you're with, some will remember, oh, this is the guy that uh, he came out in like uh, an ambulance, uh, like a, uh, a firefighter scrub or something. But it was just like, you know, do I remember some of his wrestling? Kind of. But yeah. when it comes to the character part of it, I remember he was like the most rambunctious and outgoing person there. And then... Once you get the people invested in your character, then you can translate it to like, okay, like let me show these people that I can actually wrestle. And he's just like the wrestling stuff, you gotta definitely know your do's and your don'ts. But once they see that and they put those two together, then it helps out basically portray who you are, what you are, and what you're trying to accomplish. What you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I got the interject right here in the code right quick. Uh Oh yeah, hold on. I gotta, I gotta bring in the camera. Oh yeah, Ugh. this little bad, this, this sexy thing right here. So, first year saw you in I, well, both years was in Iowa. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Black Wrestlers Matters. Going to Chicago this year. Hey. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> two years in a row, you don't won that trophy. Mm-hmm. What I thought. And correct me if I'm wrong. They said the winner of the Rumble gets a shot at the Black Wrestlers Matters Championship. There was one year they did say that. There was one year they did say that. So, which is why, if you saw the video I posted mm-hmm. when it comes to basically for the show in Chicago, for me defending this for another time going for a three-peat um which is why i emphasize that you know i want this trophy to be that gateway to the black versus matter championship um i feel as though with what i've done with it so far winning it being the first winner and being the person to call his shot go first and beat 19 20 other 30 people it was a lot of people that was in there but 
outlasting them to get it to keep it. I feel as though now is the time to where we can get this trophy and have it catapult somebody to it. And this ain't nothing against, you know, the people that's already got a shot. But I just want them to know that there might be somebody that might be looking. And it ain't Brooke. Shout out to Brooke Valentine. She she cold. Um, And I know, you know, Jossie and JDS, they're going to fight for it. at uh, blackout, but I got an idea, and I'm a I'm a pitch it to you know the higher ups about you know officially making this the way to go to the Black Wrestlers Matter Championship. Because then yeah. after that, because you know everybody gonna fight for that, so want that silver smoker. Everybody want it. I'm one of the people that want it. You know, Jati he has it. JDX want it. Brooke Valentine she wants it. And I feel as though if we make this one of the ways to get to it, a lot of people are going to try to get this. Like, you know, the great black wrestling that we black wrestlers that we have out here in America. And maybe a few overseas. Who knows? Because I felt like they put themselves in a corner because I was like, okay, I heard it the first year. Mm -hmm. I'm like, cool. Here's what I broke down in my head. Okay, the winner of that rumble gonna get a shot at the title you already had your black wrestler matters too mainly mm-hmm. so right. then when it got passed up and he didn't get the shot i was like oh and they named brooke the number one contender mm-hmm. um but she 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 deserved it she ain't got her match yet either right um i was like damn now my god and and two peated so mm-hmm. there's no way you could tell me that he don't have a claim to get a shot at the championship now, even though they ain't said in the second one, and like you said, you called your shot in the second one. You said, I'm gonna start in this mug first, just to outlast y'all, right? And still got the trophy now, two times for that fact. Y'all go watch them rumbles, uh, blackwrestlersmatters.com. I just thought about something, but I'm not gonna say it here. But just pay attention <laughs> to the second rumble. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, this can catapult somebody to that Black Wrestlers Matters Championship because and JDX, we we gonna, we talking to you real soon. I just don't understand how you got another title shot. Even though you know, I saw the first one was a you know y'all had a time limit drawn, yeah. then kept going. But it's people out here with claims, right? Um, so. Delorean, how do you feel, you know, like to win the Rumble two years in a row, that got to mean they 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 feel something, they they putting something behind you. So how does it feel just being able to represent two years in a row? Maybe for, are you in it for the third year too? Mm-hmm. All right, if you if you win this time, they're really gonna have to do something, but because so, that's the thing damn. that's the thing too, because feel as though in a way, like I got people that that what I did, yeah, you should get a shot at the championship, which I did. Like, I'm going to do my own for the one time as much as I don't. I, I have a right for that. And I feel in enough aspect, it's a way of seeing that, you know, they're playing it because people, people know JDX. People know Jossie. A lot of people know Brooke. 
I feel like I'd be scared or having somebody that we, 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 we'll just we'll call it straightforward. Some, you know, that someone that's a preach that is going, that can go toe to toe with the best that they can, they can offer. And I feel as though partial of them, they scared of that happening because, you know, you got people that, you know, got exposure worldwide and all that, and they got their marquee people. You know, JDX, I love that dude to death. That man is a, you know, he's a walking magazine cover. And it shows. My boy Jossie, you know, that man can talk. He can he can speak to a deaf man and make that deaf man think that, you know what? I know what you say. I can hear again. And, you know, I feel as though you, if you really want to portray and show that you know what the front of the cho trophy says that black wrestlers matter that i mean why play it safe go with go with somebody go with an underdog if you if you will yeah go with somebody like me because i promise you i i'll be more than just an overnight success story because i want this thing twice so i have some claim to being like i'm more than just that i can be that guy if you give me just one shot, I know I can be that guy. JDX got two. Mm -hmm. I mean, are you speaking facts, guys? I mean, <clears throat> if he was lying, I would have stopped him, but he wasn't lying. <laughs> um, so, I'm, Black Wrestlers Matters, hit me up, because for real. I, I saw the promo he did, and I was like, damn, he in another Rumble? Then I saw Brooke was like in a tag match. Then I saw y'all announce JDS and Jossie, and they was in a tag match on AW Dark and everything. And I was like, again? <laughs> man, the thing was, man, and the crazy thing is, like, I mean, we could talk about the Rumble now, too, man. I've had, I've got no respect from everybody that did a video. Like I get it, you know, you want you want to put it on the table, put it on the table, show it. But my thing is, is like, for a guy that's had this, and this might be a slight jab at you know the current champion, because he said he had the champion for over four hundred days. Yeah. I've had this trophy since the first Black Wrestler Matter show about two years ago, so that's over seven hundred days, and counting. Yeah. So when it comes to that, like I got no type of like, oh, do you like you you've done your thing, respect to you. And if he was like, oh, I'm just gonna eliminate you, like, no, I had some dude drinking water in a promo, talking about he's hungry, but really he's thirsty. I had another dude that got <laughs> mad because he didn't get any opportunity on the main show. Mm -hmm. Got another dude who called me a bitch because he lasted in the rumble for 30 seconds. That ain't my fault. That's on you, my guy. I don't even, did I eliminate? I'm pretty sure I probably did eliminate him. I don't know. But it ain't my fault you <laughs> last 30 seconds. I mean, I ain't talking about your personal life, but like, I mean, if that's the case, then man, I'm sorry, man. You gotta do something better for that. So, and it's just like, you know, people feels like they have something to prove and they mad at me because 
I'm walking into this the third time with this trophy. And I'm going to walk out of this the third time with this trophy. So it's just like, I don't get any kind of like, I respect what you've done with the trophy or like, you know, I appreciate what you've done for people like us representing the culture yeah. um, better than most people can. Like, you know, I get it when you hungry and you scratching and claw and you want that success. You want to be that success. Do you go do that? But to not give recognition where recognition is deserving, that got me feeling some type of way. I mean, you should. It's to the point where it's like, okay, first era, like, because I remember that in the first um, um, Black Lives Matter show. I was like, okay, cool. And then I was like, I was like, I feel like they didn't have him defend it. And then for this to go in again, because obviously, and this is just, you know, me being old school, anytime I'm thinking of a battle royale or something like that, obviously there's a point, a prize for it. Right. Because why else are they going to have you fight 30 niggas at one time if you're not going to get something from it? Exactly. I said, I also had to fight a chick one time to the first year, and I got my head knocked off for that. So I was saying, so if it's a dude, if it's a chick, if it's a mop, if it's a bucket, like, I've kept I, I've kept this. So it is just like, you know, like, I ain't getting a respect. I, I feel as though a part of me got that chip on my shoulder. I'm not getting the respect I really, I sh I feel as I deserve. Yeah. I feel as though when it comes to Black Wrestlers marrying the show itself, I feel as though that, you know, I should be like kind of up there in the discussions of like, you know, when it comes to, you know, the Jossies of the world, the JDX of the world, the Brooke Valentines of the world, the Kenny Alfonso's of the world, Camaro Jackson's, Mark Outlaw, like everybody. Like, I feel as though that, hey, DeLorean Dave should be a part of that. He walk his walk and talk his talk. Like, I, I feel as though there ain't nothing wrong with it, but you know, like. Hold on. Did you say you was on the pre show? Again? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're doing the pre show. I'm not, I don't remember. But I think I think we might be main card this year. Okay, I was going to say they better not have you on the pre-show. I don't know. Like it was, I don't know because last year was weird because I know last year we were we were in discussions for pre-show, and I forget how it went, but I know a few people didn't make it, so they ended up having to flip things around, and I know. We end up getting bumped there, which I wasn't mad about. Like, I'm, I'm happy as hell to be a part of the show, regardless. I'm that kind of a worker, especially when it comes to a historic show like this. And I've done history twice in a row now, so it's just like, I'm okay with it. But, yeah, you know, I kind of feel a little bit jaded, if you ask me personally. But uh, So... If y'all don't know, you know, we was doing the whole website thing. Oh, yeah. Point we had a QA with DeLorean Dish that was posted on the website. Um, and I was just looking at one of the answers to your questions about the Black Wrestlers Matters trophy. And and you called your shot then. This was after the first one. You was like, mm -hmm. I feel that I should I think it's only right for me to rightfully defend this nice hardware. 
and be the yeah. first ever back-to-back winner. This was like literally after the first black wrestler. Yeah, I'll say this is like oh, this is like maybe like a week or two after. A week or two after this is him saying this, and then he was like, "But a bigger opportunity comes at Black Wrestlers Matters too that presents a high-profile match. Let's just say I have to shoot my shot." So I've been waiting because he already he had the ambitions there too, and I just remember from that show because I was like, "Yo, he gonna be in the next title match." So Black Wrestlers Matters, I done told y'all. Hit us up. That man need to be in that match. If you don't know how to do it, there's got to be a way to do it. So uh, <laughs> I'm confident to ask this right now for <laughs> one of them questions that I'd be asking Nicole. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a little confident in this one. <laughs> uh, Rock or Stone Cold? So I'm going to say rock. No right or wrong answer, people. But we are up there. Rock 18, Stone Cold 15. Let's go. I'm just so like, I get so like, crazy thing is like, I got a twin brother. And like, my twin brother is a huge Stone Cold fan. And I was always a huge rock fan. So, you know, when like WrestleMania 15, 17, and 19 was a thing that like man like i'm pretty sure there was a point in time we didn't even like watch the match we just started fighting each other because we didn't like how the way things were going but like i just know like i get i get why people gravitate towards stone cold i get it but man you just can't go wrong with dwayne the rock johnson like i'm just saying there's there's no right or wrong answer it ain't i like i like stone cold too like i mean i ain't like i ain't gonna knock it Technically, there's no right or wrong answer. Technically, don't don't do that, Nicole. (laughs) Don't don't do that, Nicole. (laughs) So, D'Lo, we're coming up on some of our last questions here. So, I'm just gonna ask you if you could pick a movie or a song to describe your wrestling career so far. What would you pick? Oh, cute movie. That's a real good movie or a song. Or or album, or, or album. You know what? I would say, okay, album kind of helps out a little bit. I would say album wise, I'll say between two albums. I would say either between, um, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people say it. You know, because it's the cockiness of Tupac, all eyes on me, because I feel as though with some things that I do, as though. It's something that you can actually watch. And then if I have to choose another one, you know what? I would actually say an album. I would say, honestly, you know what? I'll say it's going to be a weird one. I would say a song that could describe my wrestling skill. I would say Unpredictable by Jamie Foxx because it's just like, you know, it could come in all smooth, but I feel as though I can... I can do, I can do all, I can chain, I can do technical, high flying, I can do as well as I can do it also. Like when it comes to wrestling, me, if you think you know, you might not know because I come in with some of, I come with something that's unpredictable. So I'd say between those two. I mean, yeah, I can, I can think of a movie. That's a hard, that's a hard. Cause I tried to think about a movie, like what movie described it, but I was like, I don't know. 
keep that in your thought pattern, you know. When you come no, no, back I'm gonna I'm I'm sleep on that one. When you come back on, I'm gonna ask that question again about the movie. I got you. Uh, here we go. Call this the put yourself over moment, DeLorean Diggs. This is where you let our fan base know how they can support you. Any uh, things you got coming up. Uh, if you got t-shirt sites, let them know that. Also, give me your social media. We just want you to put yourself over. All right, so I'm going to bring this trophy in. This is going to be the first thing I'm going to put myself over with. Go ahead. Because, you know, in uh, approximately about 10 days and counting, I am going to walk out with this again for a third time. Donnie C. Diggs has a nice ring to it. But, you know, um, I got a Facebook fan page. uh DeLorean Diggs, Time Traveler for the A's. Um, YouTube.com backslash DLO Diggs. I'm actually, I got some wrestling footage that was lost, lost, lost. So I'm going to start re uploading stuff there and putting stuff up there more often. Twitter.com backslash DLO Diggs. That's where I'll be at on Twitter. Instagram, DLO Diggs as well, too. You know, you can get some of the personal stuff and some of the goofy randomness of my life. Um, I got a PWT store, uh, De uh, DeLorean Diggs. I'm working on actually converting over from Pro Wrestling Tees to hopefully getting a tea screen store. So uh, if you follow my socials, I'll keep that posted. Um, other than that, man, if you're in, uh, if you're in the Midwest area, um, support your boy. Uh, I wouldn't be here without y'all, you know. Give y'all y'all flowers. Um and uh yeah, man. I'm I'm winning this thing for I'm keeping this thing. So uh that's all I got to put myself over. I think I did, you know, not too bad, you, you know. Fantastic job. Hey, thank you, thank you. It was all right, it was all right. Um <laughs> <laughs> so, man. Let's see here. Uh oh. I want to see if it's three words change. So, three words describe your style and personality. Oh, man. I made this a long time. Ooh. So, I would say my style and my personality. I say a little bit, I say a little bit relaxed, passionate, because I love what I, I love what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, and hmm, what's the better word? You know what? I say I say outgoing because you know I'm I love I, I'm not afraid to fail. Uh I always love it when I succeed. I outgo perform to the best I can. Uh yeah, I'll go with those. I don't think it was the last, I think those words changed. I think except for passion, it was for the last word when I said that. Oh, I didn't have that. Oh, so it's a completely different. Yeah, three completely different words. You said charismatic, all around, and adapt adaptive. We can use those two. I'll go with. I mean, yeah. I'll like, eh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Oh man, uh. We got everything there. Nicole, you got anything before we close up out of here? No, just thank you so much for taking the time to 
sync with us um, out of your day, especially from coming from work earlier. Because I know I'd be like that. I'd be like, I ain't trying to talk to people. I just got my work. I just got my job. But hopefully Man. you get yeah. to keep that statue for another year and counting. And hopefully they give you your title shot. But other than that, it was great having you on. Great talking to you. I thought so much for having me. So I wanted to talk to you guys for longest of times. Glad we can do that. I hope we do more. Um, maybe this trophy, this trophy will be around, but maybe I'll swap it out with something different. Who knows? Ooh. Love to hear it. How many people in the Rumble? Uh, so far from what I know, because how many people said something about me that was talking trash? <laughs> so about 10 people was talking trash, but I'm pretty sure there's more than people that scared they don't want to say nothing because, you know, this y'all intro Black Wrestlers Matters. Cut this part. <laughs> On Friday, September the 2nd, in Chicago, the Rumble happens again. 20 men go to take down DeLorean Dix, the two-time back-to-back Black Wrestlers Matters Rumble champion. Mm. Who's going to get that trophy from him? If you don't know, make sure you're there to find out. We'll mm. see you in Chicago. The Black. Mm. Who's gonna do it? I don't know, man. Uh, I, I'm hoping for some type of swerve because you know what I'm saying? I will have it in there where JDX ran in the Rumble yeah. person come in and be like, yo, I'm tired of this. I don't won three times in a row. I want my match. He beat JDX. Then at the end, Brooke come in and say, well, I'm owed a title shot. Then she take the title from him. You still got the Rumble trophy and you walking around saying, oh, it ain't fair. I They set me up. I was just supposed to have I, I want all type of chaos because I need something big to happen on September 2nd in Chicago. And one of the things, one of the big things is me retaining this trophy, but you know, hey, there's a reason that, that you know, with this trophy, I would call an option for a cat to get a shot at it as an option C. And you know, Let's just say management, they hurt me. Say they hurt me. That's they 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 hurt. That's all we gonna say. I ain't gonna say nothing else. I don't want to get nobody in trouble. Oh man. <laughs> so you know, say I'm trading. We got Nicole up there. Y'all know Nicole. Where's she at? Over here. There I think yeah. Like oh no. Boom. Nah, yeah. Nicole. Uh. And if I knew my directions. I know because <laughs> it's so weird. It, it's backwards on here, so. DeLorean Diggs right there. Like I said, happy to have him on. Finally got him on. Talked to him two years ago after the event. Um, Black Wrestlers Matter. The second show, for some reason, I don't think I saw him. But I was also trying to get out of Iowa as quick as I could. It's um, it's, it's Iowa. So I get it. Yeah. But uh, we're going to link up again. Going to be in the building this time. Be in the building September 2nd. If you uh, love wrestling, say what's up to us. Say what's up to all the wrestlers by the mercies. You got some you got some stickers? Um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna try to see. I think my stickers will come in soon. Um, if I don't get them around the showtime, I'm gonna hit y'all up. I'll send y'all some y'all way. I've been collecting stickers, so I'll be asking everybody. Um yeah. he, has little, he has a little sticker book and everything. Yeah, I think I'm gonna put them on uh, one of my computers. So yeah, I I just gotten into collecting stickers now, so but I'm Trey D. 
DeLorean Diggs, make sure y'all follow him. You know, we only bring people on that we really like. We just don't bring anybody on here, and y'all know that by now. <laughs> this is two years coming, so we here. Right. I always say, if I love wrestling and you love wrestling, then we love wrestling. It's too street. <laughs> hey. If you love wrestling and you love wrestling, then we not here, you missing out. Is this show? Is this-